Welcome to the Dreamcatcher Podcast, a place where your dreams can find a voice. I'm your host, Celine Chenoy. Thank you to all of you who return every week to tune in to become a better version of yourself. Make sure you hit subscribe if you haven't already, and rate our show if you enjoyed this episode. Would you like to wake up every day with joy, health, and vitality as your natural default state and be able to step fully into your power? According to my guest, Jerry Sargent, we can make this our reality because we each have the ancient power to heal and transform within us. Today, he'll share his recipe based on advanced soul technology to help unleash our full potential. Jerry Sargent, known as the facilitator, is the founder of Star Magic Healing. He's a powerful motivational speaker and an international best-selling author. He is world-renowned for healing people, creating rapid shifts within them, and transforming their lives on the mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual planes. In this interview, Jerry will present specific protocols and modalities including connecting with and harnessing extraterrestrial light frequencies to energize, uplift, and consciously empower your own life, others, and the planet. Hi, Jerry. How are you doing? Amazing. Thank you for having me, Celine. Well, thank you for joining us today. I am so excited to speak with you because the world of energy healing is a bit of a mystery to me. I know that it has like miracle-like effects, especially if it's done by someone as experienced and skilled as you are. And I believe that you have a pretty massive community who really believe in your healing powers. So what do you feel about that? Well, first of all, I would say that it's not really about believing in my healing powers because I don't really have anything different than anyone else on this planet has. You know, and and, and I think that's really important to highlight because we've trained thousands of people in more than 55 countries, all sorts of people, different ages from children as young as eight to like you know elderly men and women, 98 plus years old, firemen, truck drivers, doctors, nurses, you name it, and everybody can do it. So it's about showing people how to facilitate the healing in a certain way. You know, people say, oh, Jerry's an energy healer. Well, I'm not really a healer. What I do is help facilitate the process of people's self-healing because every single human being is actually designed to self-heal. But the issue is they think in a certain way. There's a lot of toxicity, chemicals, pollution, all this sort of stuff. And the body, its flow of energy, its natural flow gets blocked most of the time by the thoughts because the thoughts... um, communicate with the emotions like there's you know the body and the the brain are intrinsically linked so people having a lot of repetitive cyclical negative thoughts and it just blocks and stifles the energy and so once you tap into someone's biological computer their body and their brain which it literally is it behaves like a computer system downloading information from the internet the internet's the quantum field and in the field you've got experiences that the soul inside the human being is actually having in other dimensional spaces, past lives, future lives, and some present day life experiences from childhood, etc. 
And what happens is when someone has an experience that's really kind of like harsh, sudden, um, producing sort of streams of frequency like guilt, anger, frustration, um, resentment, rejection, whatever it might be, then a piece of that person's soul kind of gets stuck in that space. And what we do is we go in and we help bring that soul fragment back home into healing. And then what happens is you kind of change the computer code in the back end of someone's system. And then the physical healing can take place and everybody can do this. Like nobody, there's no one that can't not do it. Like everybody can do it. It's just showing them exactly how to do it. And that's what we do in our trainings. We show people how to facilitate the healing. Wow. So I don't like people to think that, you know, people believe in my powers because I haven't got any powers that are different from you or anyone else, you know, like we're all equal, you know, like that's really important to highlight. Yeah. I think that's the first sign of a true uh, healer, someone who's humble and who don't claim to have these supernatural powers. Yeah. I mean, our body and brain, as I said, is a computer system. And like, you know, if you imagine, right, you wanted to go, Imagine you've got a website and you want to change it from blue to pink. You go to a computer programmer and you say, hey, listen, can you please change my website from blue to pink? So they go into the back end, they play around with the code, and then boom, it changes on the front end. That's exactly what we do. You know, human beings that are on this, this earth plane at the moment have had hundreds, thousands, sometimes more past life experiences just on earth let alone other planets and actually what i i've come to realize myself from doing this work is that a lot of people when they're doing healing work they go into the childhood trauma they think oh well it must be something from childhood and 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 yes like the childhood trauma plays a part but it's only ever the tip of the iceberg and actually the real healing is done way back when on the timeline like much deeper it could be thousands, if not millions or billions of years when this the soul of this human was actually an extraterrestrial living on another planet or an angel or whatever. I mean, we all have these experiences and have been having these experiences for billions of years. And quite often this trauma is held a long time ago. So when people are doing healing, most of the time, they're only really working at a superficial level. And, you know, you might get a little bit of, you know, a shift or a change or a tweak in someone's physical anatomy or their mental, emotional state. But actually, if you really want to kind of get deep healing and create massive rapid changes that actually last, then you've got to go much deeper. And this is what we're good at. This is what we train people to do. Wow. Interesting. And I would imagine that you're an empath, right? You know, I do feel things. Yeah. But I- so my level. question is, how do you take care of yourself doing all these thousands of healings? Like, how do you stay centered and grounded as you facilitate these healings? Because I can imagine that you witness really intense emotions. Yeah, I think some people experience it more than others. You know, I, I mean, I do have empathic abilities. We all do. We all feel on some level. But some of us feel at different levels than others some some of us are much much more sensitive personally for me i see a lot better you know when i'm connecting to the universal field to the quantum field whatever you want to call it and i'm downloading information from the empty space from the ethers i see it i kind of sometimes feel it and, and a lot of the time i just know this information 
Mm-hmm. And so for me, when I'm communicating or connecting to other human beings, I'm not necessarily kind of tapping in on that feeling level where it becomes too much. Uh, whereas some people, even just walking through a shopping center, they can walk out the other side and they're, they're like, whoa, man, I need to go and rest because the, the, the life has just been sucked out of them. Now, that doesn't mean to say that like, if I don't look after myself, I don't get drained when I'm working because you you, you have to. So when a lot of people are teaching others to heal or a lot of people are learning to heal, they're running frequencies through their body. They're using their energy. They use their hands, for example. A lot of Reiki healers, different Reiki. healers. Mm-hmm. They use their hands. Now, the hands have 4,000 nerve endings in each hand, whereas the feet have 400. Okay, so what a lot of people do is they over, they overload the electrical energy in their hands just by running the frequency through their body and through their hands. Now, this is okay if you're doing one or two healings a day, maybe three. But if you start doing 10, 15 healings, you go to an exhibition and have to do 200 healings over the space of the day, then it wipes you out and and not just exhaust you, but actually can make you ill. You can get vertigo, um, heart issues, kidney pain, you know, it's not very nice. Terrible headaches. If, If your electrical system's overrun, it's like driving a car and putting your foot on the gas and not taking it off. At some point, the engine's gonna blow. So what we do when we're training people to heal is we get them to run frequency through their whole nervous system. The nervous system in the human body is really underutilized. So the nervous system is actually 45 miles of electrical wiring. You've also got your DNA, which is 10 billion miles long if you take all of your DNA out of the cells. 10 billion miles long. I mean, it can go from here to the sun and back like 93 times or something. Yeah. 61 times from here to the sun and back. And from here to the sun and back is 93,000 kilometers. Like you got six foot of DNA in every cell and you stick it together. It's 10 billion miles long. I mean, it's crazy. And you can get all of that DNA and stick it in the size of a chicken egg. And you can get something like 75 million hours of high definition video on your DNA. That's a lot of computer code. You can also download code onto your nervous system, which which um, has a lot of biophotons in it, which holds packets of data, which is information like so. What we train people to do is to activate their nervous systems to their full potential, store the frequency in the nervous system and hold a lot more energy. Now, what happens is when you go into a healing session, you don't even need to use your hands. You don't even need to use your body at all. What you do is you're just emitting frequency. So by simply dropping into your heart, opening your heart and and changing your kind of brain waves to connect with the field you simply become a walking, talking healing machine and you're just picking up data and changing things. So a lot of people are trained in a way that is actually detrimental to being a facilitator or a healer. You know, I think the new way of training people is much more efficient. So the other thing to, to bounce off the back of this is, you know, a lot of healers, psychics, they really don't look after themselves. I've heard that. I was a life coach for a while and. I remember feeling really drained out after a couple of sessions. And I guess I was probably not doing the right thing, especially if the client was venting a lot and if there was any extreme emotions being displayed. So it's only later that I realized that I probably did not, I probably did not create the energetic boundaries. I mean, that's one point, like putting your, you know, you know, enforcing, like you're saying energetic boundaries, right? 
Well, we've all got an we've all got a physical body, a mental body, an emotional body, multiple levels of spiritual bodies. We've got a light body, a spirit body, multi-dimensional architecture, geometry that flows out into the space. When all of that is in alignment and spinning correctly, it's not like you really even need to enforce your boundaries because your own template just creates the harmonic field that won't let anything that's going to bring you down into it. Again, this is something we train people to do. The other thing is a lot a lot of people in this kind of spiritual world, they're always flying around in space. They're always flying around in the ether, deep meditation, deep journey work. And that's beautiful because you do need to go to the other side deeply sometimes to collect information, do your healing work, whatever it is. When you say the other side, what do you mean by that? Well, the the, the multi-dimensional playing fields that right now we're in a physical body in this physical 3D reality. And I would say, you know, you cross over into the, the higher frequency bands where you get to connect with other beings that are walking around. You get to connect with levels of information that are quite hard to pick up when you're kind of locked into this 3D reality. and. Yes walking around is that what you because you do use other types of energies in your work like extraterrestrial light frequency and something called merkaba field holograph blueprints so is that what you're alluding to so your like every sentient being has a merkaba field around it and when okay. our merkaba field is in tip-top shape our, our uh-huh. whole our whole fields can be in alignment a, a Merkaba is two tetrahedrons. A tetrahedron is a four-sided shape made out of equilateral triangles. You've got one inverted one and one the right way up. One's male, one's female. The top one, the male one, spins clockwise. The bottom one, the female one, spins anti-clockwise. And the bottom okay. one, the female one, spins twice as fast as the top one. That's just one component. You've got a multidimensional Merkaba, an octahedron, an icosahedron, different cylinders that spin around your body, different spheres. So it's very complex. If you drew a picture, it does of, sound complex. Yeah, yeah. If you, if you drew a picture of someone on a piece of paper and it was just light, you wouldn't even see their physical body because there's so much light. It's just that we can't see it because we're looking through these two eyes instead of the the, the main eye in the center of our brain, our pineal gland. Uh, but coming back to what you we were saying earlier, a, another component that's really important because. As I said, people are kind of flying around in these multidimensional fields, right? They're playing up there in the stars, but they're not grounded and they're not here in these physical bodies and they neglect these physical bodies. And so what we have in star magic is a protocol. Like we, we call it the star magic lifestyle, you know, so getting good sleeping, meditation, breath work, good foods, intermittent fasting. You know, there's so many things that you can do to really switch on, activate your body and keep it in a really high frequency state. But a lot of people don't look after themselves. A lot of people want to go out into the world and help everybody else. And they don't put themselves first. And one thing we, you know, we, we, we specify with all of our facilitators that we've trained is your number one. You've got to put yourself first and you've got to look after yourself because if your teacup isn't full, and overflowing into your saucer, then you shouldn't be given from it. You should only be given from your saucer. And if your saucer dries out, then you stop. You go in and you do your inner work, you calibrate, you elevate, you expand, you get yourself back into a space where you're completely, you know, in a in a high frequency state and your energy is like maximized. Then yeah. go out and help people. So but having a good self-care practice, essentially. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And that's, that's vital. 
And, and it's like you're activating your nervous system that we were talking about before. That's preparation. You know, a good self-care practice is preparation. And most people in life just aren't prepared. So what we do is we prepare our facilitators ready to go out into the world and facilitate healing so that when they actually go to do the healing, the healing is just easy. It just happens. And are there certain kinds of people, environments and activities that people should mm, avoid to stay in this high vibrational state? I reckon like the, the one thing to kind of really kind of like point out is people. You know, when you kind of go on this journey and you decide that you're going to take care of yourself, you decide that you're going to expand and evolve and really get to to, to, to dive deep into this labyrinth of your own heart and really understand yourself from the inside out, those inner workings, those inner like structures, your frequency shifts, your vibration rises. And what happens is people around you get scared mostly family friends people that you work with because your frequency shifts and theirs is here now so there's no kind of match so they reach up and try and drag you back down like crabs pulling crabs back into a bucket so actually realizing that not everybody can fly at your frequency is probably the main thing and actually when you are doing whatever you're doing on this planet just be very very aware of of how you're responding to others because we should have no buttons that people can press. And if you've got buttons, then you need to look into yourself and, and go to work and, and ask why, why have I got this button? Why am I reacting in this way? And be grateful to the other human being instead of blaming them for saying this or that and say, thank you. You're showing me what I need to work on. Go away and work on it so that you don't have these, these buttons and you can't actually react when you're breathing deeply into your belly you're activating your calm receptors and you actually create space in your life. When you breathe into your chest, you activate your fear receptors and there's no space because you're bouncing around in your head. And then when someone says something or someone beeps the horn in traffic or whatever it is, there's a 0.25 second window between stimulus and response. So what actually happens is you automatically react and that's always detrimental. But when you're breathing deeply, you can observe what is happening around you. There's loads of space and you can say, you know what, I'm just going to smile and let that go. And and then when you start to move through life like that, everything becomes fluid and you become less reactive, more responsive, and often it's no response at all. And then your energy levels start to rise, you're thinking less. You know, 80% of our thoughts get, get drained in our, or 80% of our energy gets drained in our thoughts. So when we stop thinking and we start observing, then our energy levels go up naturally. Interesting. And I'm curious, Jerry, so when did you first realize that you have all these healing powers or this ability to facilitate healing, as you say? I read that you actually found out after experiencing a serious road traffic accident. So can you take us back to that time and how it kind of moved you towards your your uh, journey, your spiritual journey? Yeah, I mean, I used to have a very different life. You know, I was um, I grew up. Uh, fostered, adopted. I um, was a very angry child. You know, I turned to drink and drugs at a young age. My life spiraled out of control. I was into a lot of like criminal activities, drug smuggling, different things. And so, and, and to be honest with you, I had no reason to change it because I was making lots of money and I was very egotistical and material, you know, materialistic at the time and just driven by all the things that I thought could make me happy, like watches and cars and 
you know, expensive houses and just, just, you know, things that were just completely nonsensical or, or completely nonsensical to me now. But at the time I was driven by these things. And then what happened is I was in a car crash with my ex-wife and children. And I was in Romania. I was asleep in a, in, in the passenger seat of a taxi. And I woke up, there was a loud crash. There was glass swaying from side to side. The car was swaying from side to side. And I remember thinking to myself, boy, we're in a bad accident. We're either going to hit the oncoming traffic or the car's going to flip, you know? And then all of a sudden we came to a stop and there's no other cars on the road. And I looked at the taxi driver. He looked petrified. I looked in the back. Our daughter, Alea, was underneath the driver's seat climbing out. And my ex-wife, Laura, had our son, Josh. She was like one at the time in her arms. And I looked in front of me, there's a hole in the windscreen, there's blood dripping down my face, but I wasn't bleeding. I thought, this is a weird situation. So I've got out of the car, looked about 30 odd meters at the road, and there were two ladies on the side of the road. About another hundred or so meters at the road, there was what looked like a dead body. And what happened is the three ladies were crossing the road in the morning. The first one got hit clean on. She came through the windscreen, hit me whilst I was asleep, got flipped over the car and died. The second one had her ankles cut clean off and the third one was physically okay. So I got out of the car, checked on the missus and kids. A guy had come out from a nearby factory. So I just, I left the lady with her late, her ankles on the floor and the other lady screaming. And I just, I was fixated on this dead, what looked like a dead body. I've walked towards it and it's like really early in the morning. There's a bit of mist and like, you know, it was just getting daylight and I've probably got within about 10 meters of this, this body. And I see this energy like hovering above it. And like, you know, and now I know it was a lady's soul at the time. I'm like, what is that? And I'm shaking my head, like trying to get it out of my head. And I kind of got closer and closer. And this, this energy just fizzled off into the ether. And by that time, I'm like, you saw it. Yeah, I saw it. it. Yeah, I actually saw it, you know, and um, I'm looking down over this lady's body and it's like someone's taken an old car to the scrap heap. Like whatever was inside the body, it's gone. It's like no love lost. I'm on my merry way. And the lady's legs were wrapped up over her head. And I remember looking up to the skies and I don't know what I was like saying thank you to. And I don't drink whiskey and I don't drink cigarettes, but it felt like I wanted a whiskey and a cigarette. It was a strange feeling like I wanted to celebrate, like I was being shown what happens life after death. You know, like there's something inside this body and it it completely shifted me. And it was like someone hit me in the face with a baseball bat and said, Jerry, wake up, you know, come on. We're so much more than these physical bodies. We're atoms and molecules in continuous movement. We're space, we're energy. So this happens. And then a few months later, my ex-wife, Laura, she's lying down on the bed and she's got a really bad migraine. And I don't know why I thought this, but I did. I just thought I could take this, this, this headache out of your head. So I walked over to her. She's lying on the bed and I see it. It's green. There's a green energy in her head. So I grabbed it and I pulled it out and she got up off the bed like she didn't have a headache. And I was like, that's a bit weird, you know, but I just sort of took it in my stride and carried on. And then over the course of... I don't know, 10, 11 years, because the car crash was like 2005. We started Star Magic in 2016. And so... Is this something you're gifted with or is it something that you were able to tap into in those moments? Like, how does it work? So this experience happened with my ex-wife with the headache on the bed. We then moved to New Zealand, okay? And 
a friend of mine had a really serious car crash. She was in hospital, like her ribs were smashed, her legs were smashed, the gear stick had gone through her leg. Like the doctors had said to her, you're probably never going to walk again. And her partner phoned up and asked if I could help. And I was like, well, how am I supposed to help? You know, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in New Zealand. She's in England. But my intuition just said, get some crystals, put them on your body and go and lie on the bed. So I did that. And all of a sudden I was inside a hospital room. And I'm looking at her like as, as I'm like I'm looking at you on the screen, and I start putting her body back together mentally. And I did this every day for a few weeks, and she actually walked out of hospital with a Zimmer frame in twelve weeks, and the doctors couldn't believe it. And wow. I was thinking to myself, did I do something? Didn't I do something? But when she came out of hospital, she phoned me up and she said, Jerry, I woke up one night. I looked at the side of my bed, and you were sitting there. And I was like, what? So she saw me in a hospital room, even though I was in New Zealand, exactly where I'd imagined myself. So lots of things like this started happening. I met an old guy in New Zealand called Michael, very dear friend of mine, love him to pieces. He taught me how to meditate. And he had a pyramid in his garden, a copper pyramid. So I used to go around his house every day, sit in the pyramid and, 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 and meditate with my eyes open, because that's how he taught me. And I had loads of amazing experiences in there. One of them, I met uh, some extraterrestrials that took me in a spacecraft to another planet and downloaded all these codes into me, which became star magic. And after that experience, yeah. after that experience, nothing else actually happened to me. And so wow. I was like, come on, what's going on, guys? What's next? Yeah, because I'm sure some people listening to, listening to this would be like, that sounds a bit woo-woo. How do you address skeptics who'd be like, really? You can heal people because i know you've been able to heal people with tumors parkinson diseases and fibromyalgia so how do you address skeptics who'd be like really you know, really jerry <laughs> yeah i mean it really doesn't bother me i mean yeah i would imagine so because you've had right, like, when, when, when we started star magic there were doctors and nurses that went all over the internet making websites on me telling me that i was a quack and i was this and i was that i can imagine i can imagine in, yeah. in 2018 yeah. I, got, I got arrested for healing people with cancer and they tried to lock me oh, up did you yeah, they tried to put me in prison. I went. To, I was in New York giving a talk at the Conscious Life Expo with my two children, and they were both under sixteen at the time. And I homeschooled them, so they travelled everywhere with me. Once I split up with my wife, and uh, so we all went to the exhibition together. I was giving some talks. I flew back to London. Uh, we landed at five in the morning. I had to be in court at nine o'clock. I went in with the kids and they had to stay outside because they're under 16. And the judge turned around to me and she said, there's nothing more than I'd love to lock you up, Mr. Sergeant, and throw away the key. But you've got two children outside, so my hands are tied and you're a single father. So she gave me a £6,000 court, court fee or a fine or whatever it was and let me go. And I, I, when I went in... Because they thought you were a fraud? Is that why? No. When I went into court, I had a, a bundle of letters from clients who had been healed you know, by, by the work that we've done with Star Magic from all sorts of different diseases. Loads of them were cancer. Uh, the reason that they arrested me is because there was a lady that I was working with in India. She had three tumors, fibromyalgia. I did three healing sessions and it all went away. So she made a video and she sent it to me like a testimonial. I put it up online and the title of the video was Alternative Cancer Treatment. So under the Cancer Act 1939, you're not allowed to use the word heal, cure, 
as a couple of other words you can't use in the same sentence as cancer. So they arrested me for that. And so um, I got a private investigator to look into it. And it turned out that the case was actually funded by a cancer charity in the UK. Now, cancer's big business. You know, a, a, a country's GDP is partially measured by how much cancer's in the country. But cancer, it creates a lot of money. So the more cancer, the better. They don't want healthy people. But that's a whole other story. We're kind of digressing. Yeah. You know? That's interesting because I know several energy healers who are in mainstream media. So I'm kind of surprised that it happened to you or that you're viewed in that way. It, it, it depends on how you present yourself to the world. I was unaware that you couldn't use those words in that sentence under that act okay. from 1939, the Cancer Act. Now, we're out in the world and we're sharing lots of information, people that are getting up from wheelchairs, people whose hearings come back. They're not bothered about all that kind of stuff. But when you when it comes to cancer and the certain phrases you can use and can't use, then it becomes a problem. So obviously now we have to just pick and choose our vocabulary and the way that yes. we word so that we can present it to the world in the right way. I want to know more about star magic. Um, you describe it as a force that aligns with high vibrational consciousness codes that have been present on Earth since ancient Egyptian times, which sounds absolutely fascinating. So I'd love for you to tell us more about that. Well, they go back way before then. You know, okay. I mean, when, okay. so when I was in New Zealand, I was kind of telling you a story before we kind of went on a different trajectory. But I had that experience with the with the extraterrestrials in the spacecraft, and I got this feeling that I needed to move back to England. And my wife and kids were like, Jerry, you're crazy. You know, we've just literally moved here. You've set up a health and fitness center, and everything's going amazing. Why do you want to go back? We love school. It's amazing. And anyway, after a couple of weeks, I persuaded them, and we went back to England, and that's when everything went into overdrive. I, I was out running one morning, and I saw some fairies flying around the tree. And, and the thing is, people listening to this are going to think, you know, this is Matt. He's talking about fairies and extraterrestrials. If you go back 20 years, yeah. I did not believe in any of this stuff. I thought it was all nonsense and crazy talk. And if anyone had ever spoken to me like this, I would have either shut the laptop down. When I was walking down a street in Manhattan, this lady approached me and she was able to tell me so many things about my life just by reading the energy around me, my aura. And she knew details that that were very personal. And I said, are you for real? And then, of course, she invited me in for a reading. And that caught my attention. I said, how can she know all this stuff about me? And that's when I started getting curious about how all of this works. Uh, when you have like a situation like that, and it's undeniable, Yes. You know, when, when, when I saw the lady's soul hovering up above her body, you know, you can't unsee that experience, you know? Yes. And I think you're like, you can't unhear what you heard with that lady in Manhattan. Like, the, yeah, it the, shocked the, me. It shocked yeah, me. I said, there's the no way she knows all this about me. <laughs> I've never met her. Like, she's just some random stranger on the street. You have to give it some attention, you know? Yes, I did. Yeah. So like after I moved back to England with the family and sort of seeing these fairies flying around a tree, I'm watching them. And then an angel comes down, 
in honestly, this is like 10 o'clock on a Sunday morning, like in the middle of Cheltenham in in, uh, in Gloucestershire. And the angel says, you need to write a book. I said, what's it called? And it, the angel goes, it's called, it's called Into the Light. And it's about your life story. So I ran home and I wrote this book. It took me about four weeks to write it. I published it. And then I started seeing all this code in the empty space. And it was the same code that got downloaded into me when I went to the other planet, when I got taken in, in Michael's garden from the pyramid. So I'm asking my guides, what am I supposed to do with this stuff? And they said, you need to meditate more. So I was getting up with my son every morning at five o'clock and we were going into meditation for, for two hours. And we were going to these ancient mystery schools underneath the pyramids in Egypt. This is the Egypt connection. Now, when we're in these, we're in these like classrooms, you know, those little wooden desks you get when you're like five years old at school. Yep. It's like we were sat at one of those and I was looking left and right and there was loads of other human beings in there. And this guy comes out with these scrolls, opens up the scrolls, and on the scrolls are the same codes that I'm seeing in the empty space, the same codes I got in the download on the other planet, which was called Alpha Centauri. And every day we went for two hours into meditation for nine months, and they were showing us all these different codes, how to use the codes, how to heal people with the codes. And then people just started coming into my life that needed healing. And I was like, well, let me just see if this stuff works. And it was working. And then I thought maybe I can, you know, start a, a healing business. And then my my ex-wife, she was um, in a bookstore and this book just jumped out of the shelf. And it was called Joe the Diviner about this Irish healer that worked out of his garden shed. So she gave it to me and said, I think you need to read this. I read it in a day. I was fascinated by it. And I thought if he can do it, I can do it. Um, now, what actually happened is, Going back a couple of years, when I came back from New Zealand, I actually got arrested at the passport office for conspiracy to defraud the Bank of Scotland and holding a false passport from back in 2007 when I was up to my old ways. And so I was looking at a really long prison sentence. So before I went to court on the day, I mean, I said to, to my to, to, to the universe, I promise you I will do this star magic stuff if you get me off this prison sentence. So I went into court and I'm stood in this kind of glass bulletproof dock and the prosecution gives their side of the story. My solicitor gave our side of the story. Before that happens, the judge walked out with two accomplices and the one to his right, to my left, a woman, she winked at me and she had wings. I could see the wings on her back and I had goosebumps all over my body. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to get off this. But my logical mind was still like, nah, no way, no way. Not after what they just said. So anyway, they went out and deliberated. They came back in and she winked at me again. And the judge looked at me and said, we can see you're a changed man, Mr. Sergeant. We're going to give you a one year conditional discharge and an 80 pound court fee. You're free to go. So it was at that point I was like, okay, I've committed now to the universe. I can't go back on my word because I am a man of my word. And that was it. We started Star Magic in 2016. So yeah. these codes, what do they look like? Are they like hieroglyphics because it's from ancient Egypt or? No, these codes are like fluids, continuously moving, continuously in flux. They change shape. 
Uh, they change depth. They're like translucent. So you, I, I mean, I can see them now everywhere, but they always change and they're always moving. And they've got yeah. this pattern. I mean, if you buy my book, Healing with Light Frequencies, The Transformative Power of Star Magic, there's pictures in there. Or my new book, Activate Your Superhuman Potential. Yeah, I mean, unless I drew them, it's really difficult to explain. Uh, yeah. yeah. Wow. I'm sure people's imagination are running wild with you talking about angels and aliens. I mean, what do they, what do they look like and what do they say to you? Well, it's just like having a conversation with you. So, I mean, they don't look like you. (laughs) They look like, um, (laughs) well, I mean, angels, I mean, it depends on the the type of angel. Um, I mean, there are some angels that aren't very good to deal with. And there are some angels that are good to deal with. There are different extraterrestrials. I mean, some angelic beings look like musical instruments. Some of them look like, um, like lights, like light in some kind of like human body form, you know, like sort of like see-through translucent, but at the same time, colors, not of this world, like a, a, a hue of different colors. Um, they're very quick, very intelligent, and they they know the answer to your question before you even ask it, you know. And if but you have to be very very still to listen and to hear because their communication often is very very subtle. And um, if you're thinking, you're never going to hear it. There are different extraterrestrials. The ones that took me to, to Alpha Centauri from the Garden in New Zealand were Lyra, and they're about six and a half to seven feet tall. When I actually got to the other side, I was on a beach. And I met about 200 of them. They had no hair, um, no sexual organs. They were androgynous. They had no clothes on. They all had like eight packs. Like they were very fit and healthy and um, very lean. And they all hugged me. The love that I felt was just a whole nother level of love. That so I they, were, they were the friendly ones, not the hostile ones like we see. Very in friendly. Movies, like Independence very Day or... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there are some negative extraterrestrial species out there, but there are also very positive ones too. Mm, Interesting. And do you think this is something that all of us can do? Like if we are able to tap into our own... As I've said already, absolutely 100%. You know, the reason... Reason we're training people is because we're we're in the process at the moment of building our first healing center in Transylvania in Romania. So we're just in the process of getting planning permission. And uh, once we've built this one, we're gonna build others. We're gonna build 13 in total. We've already bought land in other locations, but we need to get this first one done. It's gonna be like our flagship sort of prototype. So yeah, we're training people from all walks of life that may want to go and work in these healing centers or maybe maybe they just want to take the skills and heal their own families. Maybe they want to go out into the world and utilize these skills in their own healing businesses. But we're training people to spread the star magic frequency because it's powerful. Wow. Wonderful. So besides joining your trainings, do you have any tips for those who are curious about, uh, you know, developing their abilities to heal and to manifest what are what are some things they can do to get started on the journey i mean very basic things breathing deeply is one most human beings don't breathe well most people breathe here into their chest so just waking up every morning before you do anything spend 10 minutes or in through your mouth Mm. just deep long slow breath okay quiet in your mind and breathe qigong is another one like body movements what with your breath 
Uh, we've got all of this on our website. Uh, meditation. A lot of people think that, you know, oh, let's go meditate for 10 minutes. Actually, life should be a constant meditation. We have to take ourselves into a space where the obs- we're the observer of our thoughts, we're the observer of our own lives. So we're, we're looking, walking around through our reality, just looking without labeling and judging. And then we're in meditation. That's very important because it quiets the mind, it stills your consciousness. Um, exercise, clean foods, a lot of these things, this lifestyle is so important because by utilizing this lifestyle, by adopting this lifestyle, by practicing these things, intermittent fasting, like what we do is we eat from 12 lunchtime to six in the evening. And from six in the evening to 12, the next day, we just drink water. When you do an 18 hour a day fast, you spike growth hormone levels, cellular regeneration, stem cell growth, much more clarity of consciousness, much more space, much more energy in your body. Instead of breaking down all that unnecessary food, once a month, do a two day fast, twice a year or once once or twice a year do a five-day fast it reboots your whole energetics your whole physical body i mean all of these things are going to help you tap into the world beyond fit on the physical but closing your eyes and just allowing yourself to be still and your consciousness just to expand and flow you're going to start to tap into information Sometimes people find it very difficult because we're having 80 to 90,000 thoughts a day. So to still the mind is like really strange for some Absolutely, people. Absolutely, yeah. But this is what we have to do. Keep that phone, the smartphone away. Yeah, I mean, you know, switching your phone off in the evenings, getting into nature, throw away your TV, smash up your radio, don't read any newspapers or magazines, like just focus yeah. on things that are going to raise your vibration. It's that simple. We've got an app called infinity and all of this is inside infinity and all of your viewers can go and access it now free for seven days go and Where check can it they find it starmagichealing.org okay it's on your website okay on the website yeah okay. go to infinity and then we we, we do like classes every, like free classes every monday every wednesday we do yeah. a frequent our weekly meditation come come and join in experience the frequency and it will help you like unravel and unfold all of the stuff that's inside of you. Yeah. Yeah. Great. And uh, I want to let our listeners know, I mean, if you're interested in learning about, you know, as, as Jerry said, the, the classes, the courses that he does, the, the in-person trainings, his books, workshops, and his healing sessions, you can go to his website, uh, which is starmagichealing.org. The link will be in the description. Okay, Jerry, it has been a fascinating conversation. Thank you so much for introducing us to this magical world that that you live in thank you so that we all much. live in <laughs> yeah we all live in it you know yes. some of us kind of tune into the magic of the tiny little things you know yes yeah. magic everywhere and i'm There's grateful magic me on. yeah i'm really grateful to have had the opportunity to meet you and to share with your audience and just to yeah just connect with more people it's beautiful so thank you thank you i also want to acknowledge all the wonderful work that you're doing and as a healer and uh, as an inspirational figure really thank you so much hey everyone thanks for tuning in if you enjoyed what you just heard please subscribe to my podcast and feel free to share it with your friends and family take care and speak soon